0: as always, on probably the one platform that hackers cannot get to us, unlike Don't jinx Twitter. It, bro. Don't jinx it, bro. <laughs> hey, the, 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 <laughs> that one does not share the same password to post our stuff as uh. a Twitter account, at least. For those of you that didn't know or see it on Twitter, uh, my Twitter got hacked earlier in the week uh, by probably the worst hacker in the world. Didn't even do anything. Got got my account back in a day. And plus, I know your name and location. you Fucking idiot. So anyway, that was. Fun I was
1: when you got hacked. I was expecting to see like like some crazy shit being retweeted from your account. I need to go refollow you because I unfollowed you because I didn't think you'd get it back. So no, you I'm were really just going. waiting.
0: You were waiting for that excuse, weren't you?
1: I, dude, yeah, but fucking, I was waiting for like all these retweets about like the crypto scams and like all the typical D- you shit. You know,
0: you know what? I'm kind of offended. Because they don't think I'm good enough to sell MacBooks with my signature on them. Honestly, I'm a li- I'm a little disappointed. They didn't do anything. They didn't like any weird shit. They didn't retweet any weird shit. You went through the trouble to find my password yep. and change my email so I couldn't get in. And then I think they looked at it and they're like, why are we doing this again? What Does yeah. this guy get any sort of traction? They said no and just kind of left it alone after that. Well, comments. to be fair,
1: I... I just looked at your account to refollow you, and it was like, "Hey, this, this this page has been tweeting some misinformation. Are you sure you want to see it?" What? Yeah, me? This was on there. Hold,
0: wait a second. Yeah, Hold I on. just looked. Are at you it. serious? It was like, this, this is, like, is the first I'm hearing it this.
1: One? Yeah, <laughs> I had to click that I was okay viewing your profile. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, me? you've been tweeting misinformation. Your puck dupe Okay, I scores aren't real, up, bro.
0: See, this is the this is a live development on the show. I'm trying <laughs> to log back in again, and now again, it is going to make me try to do the recapture test or the the air cost challenge. Whether is I maybe this is the thing you were telling me about with the rats. Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm telling you, that's what it was. And you have to do it like six fucking times. It's the okay.
0: worst, dude. See, mine is I have to pick the one square that shows two identical objects. And just like that, I'm done. But, you know, I probably, I do, I do spread some misinformation. Yeah,
1: there. I mean, you're obviously lying about your Puck Dooku scores. We all know this.
0: Yep, 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 <laughs> yep.
1: But it just sucks because Twitter, me and you both love Twitter. Um, Probably my favorite social media app. And it's just like, it's crazy, man. Like I, I get like, Why people are saying like misinformation on there? Like we don't like our twitters aren't mis. We use it for for fucking hockey news. (laughs) I lie sometimes.
0: I I I spread some falsehoods and some lies every now and again. That's so funny. I had no idea my account was being labeled as misinformation.
1: Yeah, bro. Three days. (laughs) You're probably the bot that they're trying to get out of there. But but yeah, twitters Twitter is just being a pain in the ass. And like threads was cool for like a day, and now I'm kind of over threads. But uh, yeah, I want Twitter to go back to what it was. I don't think it ever will, but it is. I'm hoping it can make it through another hockey season because when there's days that I can't watch the game, I want to be able to go on Twitter and see everyone's reaction to what's going on.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, I promise we're gonna talk about the Ross Colton contract in a second, but like this is something that I needed to get off my oh, chest for a couple of days because we're also a day late. So I'm yes. just completely out. Of, I'm a liar. I'm late. There's just so much wrong with me. It's
1: almost like, what is this? Probably like the fourth or fifth time in the two and a half years we've been doing this that we have to delay an episode because your job was keeping you there till like 2 a.m.
0: Yeah. Scheduled for three, but we got out there early. But even just to finish finish up on the Twitter account, I thought this was going to be a huge problem.
1: Oh, yeah. You were freaking out when you texted me. That is freaking out strong.
0: But I mean, I was worried that like, this is they're going to start retweeting things like i got out ahead on the, the teledabs it is twitter and be like hey this is not me when they start tweeting stuff because i was expecting it they yeah. changed my email they changed my password because like why would you get rid of two-factor authentication just did hide it behind the verification wall i i'm not going to pretend that i understand yeah. that at all but regardless to my friend from red bank new jersey you left your ip unmasked so thanks for that
1: (laughs) amateur you got him now i mean like what like like, i just never get the hackers like wouldn't you want to hack like an actual like like an account that has like more than a thousand followers Here's my other thing you couldn't even have used
0: a vpn am i so low (laughs) on the totem pole you, you literally used an unmasked IP address. I know your name. I know where you live. And I know you used your Chrome desktop on your freaking PC. Dude, what if
1: he's a listener? I hope so. Because <laughs> you're coming for that ass, bro. You're fucking coming for that ass. But yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy couple days on the Twitter sphere. Um, Luckily, could you imagine if it was a repeat of what happened on the start of free agency day?
0: Oh, my God. See, like Twitter's just been such a kick the last 20 yeah. days from free agency. Thank God this didn't happen like during the season. I would Oh weird.
1: god, we would have been like the freakout would have been a lot more serious. Yeah, but uh hacking
0: me in July like again, such a mild inconvenience at best. Like yeah. I seriously wonder why you even bothered. But this is a reminder everyone, change your password or at least make it a little better.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I learned that one, two, three passwords, not a very good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned as I got older that I can't have the same password for everything because when I was from the ages of like 18 to 23, I had this, like if a person would have found out my password, they could have literally just taken over my whole life because it was the same password for everything. But now I'm an adult, I have different passwords. So yeah, change your Twitter passwords, but yeah, that's our Twitter rant because both of us were just fuming with it. Um, in abs-related news... this topic of the show, you know, we should probably yeah. talk about them eventually. Yeah, we should. Um, the news that we knew was going to happen eventually, of course, happened the day after we recorded, because that's just how, how abs news goes for us. But the abs finally signed Ross Colton. Uh, four years, four million, if I'm remembering correctly. Four times four. Four times four. Um, in the moment, when you look at his stats and you look at all of the like, analytics that all these guys tweeted out, It looks like a little bit of an overpay.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's right now it's pretty safe to say like, yeah, you're paying a lot based on what he's produced in the past with Tampa Bay. But I think it's a contract he's going to grow into. But it's an overpayment. Now, we should also say like what we say the high point was when talking about this before three and a half. Yeah. And five hundred thousand dollars. I'd say it's less of an overpay, which I feel like is very strong language to more than expected. But it's also for four years, which I really like. I think Ross Colton is going to be fantastic here. I think he's going to fit in just fine. But now you're looking at this like this is no longer just a steal. Now there's expectations attached to this because you're getting the $4 million contract. So you're going to have to be a $4 million player.
1: Yeah. And because remind me, what did uh, like I'm trying to think of the last RFA that we like traded for and signed him. Like what did Burakovsky end up signing for? Well, we got Leckie, too. Yeah, but Leckie had already proved it before he signed it. So that one I don't I really don't like. Know.
0: I think that's an interesting conversation, at least, because Leckie and Leckin, like if we didn't win, like let's say that he doesn't get the chance to score those goals in the conference final in the Stanley Cup final and we sign him to that contract. He hadn't really had the offensive production, at least in the regular season. Yeah, but
1: he had only played, what, like 15 games because of his visa issues?
0: Well, I mean, also with the Habs. He had plenty of season with the Habs. Yeah. He just never had that offensive breakout. And then he signs the contract. I think we were all very uh, drunk on winning to even yeah. care because Lekin is fucking awesome. He just scored the Stanley Cup winning goal. But if he didn't have the breakout that he had last season, I think we would probably be talking about it a little more.
1: Yeah, because I mean? was he was he four point one? Is that what 4. we got him he for?
0: Four point five times five. Yeah, that's a good deal. It's that's a, a really damn. That's, a, that's what I mean. It's a damn good deal, especially because he broke out, and also when he did sign that, we know what we saw with Leckett. Yeah, yeah, was Like that guy's gonna be amazing with this team. Yeah, and with Colton, I think he's going to live up to that deal. But it is. Starting to become a bit of a theme with this team sometimes that you start paying players for what you expect from them based on what they've shown in the past, which it's not saving them a lot of money. To say it's not them.
1: saving them a lot of money, but it's also like if Colton can come and be like a 50 55 point guy, then that contract's gonna look fair. But I think where you started to sway me on the fact it wasn't overpayment, you got four years of it. That's a pretty good deal. Cause he's what? 24. He's 26, 26. So he's going to so take you're getting his prime.
0: Yeah. You're buying three UFA years at the same time. If he signed a one-year contract, I believe he would have been a UFA next year, or at least if it was a two-year deal, I'm sorry. It would have been, he would have been a UFA at that point. So you're still buying those UFA years, which are going to cost more. He's in his prime and you are planning to play him more in Tampa he played around 12 to 13 minutes a game, which isn't a lot. That's around the same time that the Avs would be playing new hook during games. I don't think the Avs make this trade and give him that contract if that's the plan. They're right. going to play this guy probably more akin to 14, 15, maybe sometimes 16 minutes a night. Because I think pro scouting has really identified something. And they're willing to make the bet on him before he's even played a game.
1: Yeah. I mean, even more recently, like, because Giorgiev was an RFA when we traded for him, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was another bet, and that one worked out perfectly fine. Yeah. And now, honestly, Giorgiev's probably underpaid for a goaltender.
0: That's exactly what he is. The Avs, like, they they make these bets, and very rarely do you look at them and just go, wow, that really sucks. Yeah. Like, because teams can do that with UFAs, but the Avs, they've done it with Devontae's, they've done it with Burakovsky. I think Berkey had one year left. To, or no, he was an RFA.
1: He was an RFA. They signed yeah. him. That's what I was going to ask. I can't remember what he signed for. I want to say si- it was
0: like. I, three he signed a one year deal first. So they didn't really make yeah. the bet yet. But then he signed for two after that. Then he had, they had signed Lekkinen. They identify these guys, they lock them up, and it tends to work out pretty well. Is $4 million a lot on day one? I'd say a lot is still oh, yeah. pretty strong language, still. It's more than expected. But I think once you get to the end of next season, then I think it's going to look pretty good, but I don't think it's going to be a steal anymore. When we were talking like, oh, he might get three on a four-year contract, you're, that's steal territory. Yeah. Now you're in, okay, now you've got to prove it. Now well, there's cause, expectation there.
1: Because what's your ideal role for Colton going into this year? Is he going to be a third liner? Or is he going to play top six minutes? Well, I think that's the thing.
0: Now with $4 million, you need to be able to play top top six yeah. minutes. You need to be able to move into that role if need be and be able to carry a little bit of play on your own, which Colton has struggled a little bit at times with Tampa. But you talked a little bit earlier about his analytics. All of them suggest like this is a very efficient player. You give him more minutes. He's going to give you more results at the same time.
1: Yeah. I saw the one where he's like a shot first type of guy. And it's like, wow, the abs definitely need someone who shoots the puck more. (laughs) So I, it's, it's going to be interesting because like you said, the gambles they've taken on these analytics where it's like, Hey, this guy's a really strong analytical player. They've worked out for the app so far. So who, who are we to judge saying that this may be an overpay when next year, when we're doing a player review for Ross Colton, it's like, yeah, he ended up with 20 goals and 25 assists. And you're like, yeah, it was a pretty solid year for him. Yeah. I mean,
0: and Colton's goals and assists tend to be pretty balanced throughout yeah. his career. I mean, he's only had two full NHL seasons. He was a 22-goal scorer in 2021, and then last year he was a 16-goal scorer with 16 assists. I think it's pretty reasonable to expect a 20-goal season from Ross Colton and probably, like you said, 20, 25 assists in that same span. I think you would like for him to hit 20 goals and yep. get close to 50 points. doesn't have to be 50, but you've got to be in that ballpark.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, what did Lekkinen end up with? 50 points and he was, he broke his thumb halfway through the year. Yeah. He, so, was
0: at, he was at 49 and broke his thumb and he came back right at the end and hit 50.
1: Yeah. He hit 50. So, I mean, like, we don't look back on Lekkinen being like, that was a bad one. Um, but you look at Ross Colton and I think what I really like too is his two way game, which is what the abs have identified is as, the, I, I, as his, his defense needs work.
0: It's not terrible, but it's, it's
1: not. Yeah. But with the abs system, we've seen, improvements with the defensive forwards. So I mean, I I think it's gonna be an interesting move. Uh like I said, when the contract details came out, I thought was a little bit of an overpayment, but hopefully when we're sitting here next year, we're going, yeah, that was perfectly fine deal. Yeah. Like he's probably underpaid.
0: I think when you start to factor in a lot, you bought an extra year. I think we all expected this to probably be a three year ish Mm -hmm. deal. You factor in the UFA years, you buy three of them, you factor in arbitration what he would have potentially gotten on probably what would have been a one-year contract in arbitration, would it have been around three and a half to maybe $4 million on a one-year deal. And then you're going to have the players asking for this and management's offering him this, and then you're going to start to get the fan base sicked on him. And then there might be some harsh feelings once it hits arbitration. Once you factor in all of that, it really doesn't seem that bad. And honestly, even with paying maybe a little more, I think it's fine because I have very high expectations for Colton. The more I've watched from him, the more I just think he's going to be such a perfect fit into the system, if nothing else, because he just has such a motor. In everything I've seen and everything that I've read, one thing always stands out. He just works so hard. And if he just irons out a little bit more and gets a little bit more ice time, I think there's a real gem there. And the Avs, they they need that kind of value. And if he does really pan out, $4 million is not going to seem like a lot, especially for a quality center. Like, it doesn't need to be a top-line center. You've got Nathan McKinnon. You don't need that. But let's say Ryan Johansson struggles this year, because that's another part of this conversation that we're all just kind of tiptoeing around going into next season. It's like, Ryan Johansson is right now penciled to be 2 c If he can't do that, then that's going to need to be Ross Colton. Can he do that? Honestly, I feel more confident in Colton than Johansson, just because I like his game more. But that's the thing. Now with four million bucks, you need to prove it. Now it's yeah. like I said, it's not steel territory.
1: It's just funny because like every time you bring up Brian Johansson, I'm like, oh yeah, he's on the ABS, man. I keep right? I keep that. forgetting that.
0: <laughs> I I think we've just been so focused on the Colton contract for the yeah. last bit, we forgot like oh yeah, that guy is here yeah. just this
1: season, but next next, yeah. like it's crazy for sure. but i I think he's gonna slot third c. like I, I think start. that's okay to start. to start. yeah, but I, I think Johansson's is gonna work out and you're gonna get like compared to where our center depth was last year on paper, this is a home run. You have at least three quality centers.
0: well, you know what the hilarious thing about that is combine when you combine what comp for a new hook made. You get $8 million. And what are we paying for Johansson and Colton? $8 million. million. You're paying yeah. exactly the same. And I'd argue you're getting more value out of that. because At least say, offensive value. Yeah, at least offensive value. I think for is going to be good in Detroit. You, you could not afford to be paying a guy who's going to probably best suited to switch between second and third and probably more third than anything yeah. else. 5.1 for five if you're giving Colton and Johansson who are pro- i think are going to alternate pretty regularly throughout the season. I mean we always talk about lineups and then you get one in your head and you think that's just what it's going to be all season. It might not even last a game. Like Colton and Johansson I think are going to go back and forth. There might be times they're on the same line together during the season. Like you just you don't know who's going to get hurt, you don't know who's going to have chemistry and things like that, but now you have those options at center where it was pretty much just JT Comfort or death last year. And then Comfer wasn't good. It was death.
1: Yeah, I'm literally looking at it like I'm imagining a line of Colton, Wood, and Logan O'Connor or Andrew Coglia. I know that line's going to be such a fucking nuisance to play against. Yeah. But that's a big,
0: tough line. Yeah, it's something that this team missed in the playoffs. And, you know, you talk about grit and toughness, and people are going to roll their eyes, and I get it. This line can produce, too. They're oh, not, yeah. not going to be superstars, scoring on every single shift. They're going to make life difficult for the other team, and they're a threat. Look and at
1: what Andrew Cagliano, Darren Helm, and Logan O'Connor did in the playoffs. They didn't score a ton, but every time they were on the ice, they were giving their max effort. And, yeah. and they, they put the idea in the other team's head
0: in the playoffs that they could score. If you give us enough room, we could score. There was none of that in the Seattle series. It was Rantanen, and everyone else looked afraid because they were getting grinded into dust by Seattle's yeah. death. Yeah. That line, you have Wood, Colton, Logan O'Connor, or anyone else because they still can very much go out and sign another yep. winger or another winger. That is a threat to score. And even if they're not scoring, they're going to make life difficult. It's one of the yes. things I love about Ross Colton is that He has such a motor. And even when he's not putting pucks in the net, he makes life difficult. And Miles Wood, as a bit of, I don't even know how to describe the way he moves. It's very erratic. That's a good way to put it. I like that way. That's a good way. It's kind of like if you imagine, I keep getting like a a missile, you know, it's not very, you don't really need to know where you're aiming with it. Because he doesn't seem like he knows where he's going a lot of the time. No. He goes very fast. And if he hits you, it's going to hurt. But What's that a, guy oh,
1: from the, the Mighty Ducks movie who's like super fast, but he can't stop? You remember? I'm he's the one who wears the cowboy hat. I can't remember his name, but that's oh, that's, that's my, what I'm thinking of. It's my
0: reminder that it's been too long since I watched the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I'm going to go need, watch that tonight. Yeah, I need to watch that again. But regardless, I mean, we can talk more about Miles Wood in, in the future. Yeah. I still think that's a good signing. Six years is a long time. I think he's going to be useful. Got to work on his skating a little bit. Very fast, very very directionless. Not taking
1: penalties. That's going to be big.
0: Not taking penalties, which I think can be very involved with directionless skating at times. But getting back to the point, I don't know if Logan O'Connor's a great fit to throw on a third line. I mean, there might be points if Jonathan Drouin doesn't work out on McKinnon's winger in the top six. It might just be Wood, Colton, Drouin, or in any sort of combination, I think combination, that's an interesting word, but you get my point, regardless, like that's going to be a line that the Avalanche did not have against Seattle and late in the season where it just had to be the top guys. It's going to be a line that another team needs to focus on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's just really like, you look at this team. And they aren't complete yet. We still need a 4C. We still need another winger. Like, in my ideal world, I don't have Cagliano or O'Connor on the third line. I I see them as fourth liner guys. And that's my ideal world for them. And I think that's where those two would thrive the most. But Cagliano showed me last year that he still has something left in the tank. Like, he he definitely still has his motor. And he's going to fucking crash into the boards because he catches an edge like nine times a game. But he can still prove it. and. I I just completely agree that if this team would have gone up against Seattle in the first round, I think we win that series in five or six.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Seattle series is just frustrating to look back on because even with all of the problems this team had, they lost by one in a game seven. You where, were a bounce away. Yeah. Like, and Seattle got so incredibly lucky yeah. in that game with ridiculous bounces and Grubauer out his mind and the post and the overturned goal and everything.
1: He, I forgot like, about that overturned goal. I,
0: I know. You'd think that would stick out more to us that the fact that we literally had that game tied and had. I think overturned.
1: just because it was so blatant that you're just like, okay, yeah. I can't get mad about
0: that. Yeah, like you can't even get mad about it. But like, if Lechonens a two seconds later that game's tied, and I'm convinced yep. that they score
1: another one soon after and just go win yep. that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing that frustrates me is how the ref missed that and allowed that goal to happen. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) the part that pisses me off about
0: offside. It's just like, it gives the ref so much leeway. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get it next time. Yeah. Just if you see it, call it. Do we need to review this for five minutes? Yeah. I forgot
1: about that. That's crazy.
0: But Matt Matt Duchesne ruined it for everybody. Yeah, he did.
1: Bastard. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall the Ross Colton signing uh, it's, it's going to be one that's going to either get better with time or you're going to look back on it in three years and be like, remember when we paid Ross Colton $4 million? Like, yeah, and
0: even then, like if Colton just kind of stagnates in Colorado, he's still going to be useful. It's just oh, going yeah. to be a little more money than he deserves, generally, yeah. which is not the end of the world. This is not going to be some albatross that sinks the team. I think you give him time in the system. He's going to be great, but you're well, not. And if that salary cap goes up, too. That's another thing. Like, like if this goes up another $3 million next year, then it's really not
1: going to seem that bad. Yeah. It's really not going to seem that bad. I just keep thinking, man, like how good is this team going to be? If Gabriel Landeskog comes back next year, you got, you got to stop putting that idea. I in. know, man. It's just, I played NHL and I talk about this every episode and I play with Landy. And I'm just like, Holy fuck. This well, guy is so I mean, good. The, dude.
0: There's that little caveat. if We can't, yeah, money, but
1: we can't this year, but like that's what I'm saying next year next year, right.
0: but there's right. going to be there's going to have to be some finagling to make that work still.
1: Yeah, but it's just it's just crazy to think we're missing like a top 20 player in the world still from this lineup and that's yeah. really sad 30 and
0: 30 goal scorer, 70 point scorer. Yeah, but the it's leader. Of, yeah, it's one of the things I like about these additions is that would Johansson and Colton. All can replace different parts of what right. Landeskog brings to the lineup without going and spending all of that money on one player. One, it's one player. Of the I wanted to do coming into the offseason is like it's a, I didn't want to spend all of it on one guy and have that just be Mister Gabe Landeskog replacement. I wanted it to give us more depth, and that's what a lot of these moves do. And when we exactly. acquired, when we acquired Johansson, one of the things I said is I hope we invest a little more money in the three C. And that's exactly what we did with Ross Colton. So it's not exactly how I pictured it, but it is kind of what I wanted.
1: Yeah, I I completely. This team is deeper and they are better on paper than what they were last year. And I I think, like, would you say, like, if you even go back to last year at the start of the year before we knew everything that was going to happen, I would honestly say I think this team on paper is better than the one that they trotted out for opening night last year. I think
0: it's an interesting conversation, at least, because we Going into last year, we were very like drunk on winning and everything. But there was also the conversation of like, there's a lot of key players out of this lineup yeah. right now. There's a lot of depth missing at the moment, but we'll be fine. We won last year. We're obviously gonna win again.
1: I mean, we, we still won. Like we, we won. We finished yeah. first in the division. Well, I mean
0: but, like I mean like winning, winning.
1: Yeah. But this team on paper going into the this next upcoming season, I think is leaps and bounds ahead of where it was last year.
0: Yeah, it feels more secure. Like there was there was a lot of departures last season and very key players injured before we even began the season. So long as you can get to that second week of October healthy, you're starting the you're starting the season in a much better spot than absolutely last year for game one against L.A.
1: Yeah, that's right. We're playing L.A. That's going to be such a late fucking game.
0: yeah. But yeah. Bully for you, man.
1: Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. I'm not gonna get to a bed till like midnight. Do we oh. have to record that night? Is that a recording night? I mean, for game one of the
0: season, probably. You know, ten thirty at night for me is not gonna end till one.
1: I work now. Yeah, that's gonna be tough, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, it's the TN- Bro, it's the TNT game too. It's a Wednesday. Oh, bro, that game's not starting till fucking eight forty-five, dude. Nope.
0: That game is <laughs> not starting. At, oh, I'd be shocked if that game starts before midnight. Honestly, yeah,
1: because Boston's doing it, so they'll probably do like some crazy. Oh, bro, we are. That... Was
0: isn't it Boston and Bedard?
1: Yeah, it's Boston and Chicago.
0: Yeah, I, I know what I said. Boston and Bedard is the only yeah. on that team.
1: That that night's gonna kick ass. Looking at these games, though, a lot of and good games for the night.
0: early for early in the season, like the first three days, should kick ass.
1: Yeah. Oh, bro. Boston's going to kick the shit out of Chicago on opening night. Chicago yep. plays the first night against Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, that game's going to get ugly. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 8 hope ny or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boothill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or, fit or visit www.1800gambler.net, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50, 10-leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode.
1: I think this move's going to age well, and we'll be be looking back on this, and we'll be like, well, we're good.
0: We're good. It, it kind of changes the attitude from we only got Colton for a, a second round pick that we didn't even have a day prior to, okay, there's expectations now. Like when you oh. when you attach dollar value to things, expectations are going to go up.
1: Well, and you, you look at it, and I still think Alex Newhook has a great chance to become a quality NHL player. But right now, Ross Colton is a significant upgrade over Alex Newhook.
0: Completely agree. He yeah. fits what we're doing a lot more in your – You're betting less on Colton even with this contract than you would right now spending 1.2 less on Newhook because you are more confident in what Colton can give you. Yeah, Newhook might turn into a really solid NHL player with the Montreal Kings. Might turn into a real solid top six winger or maybe even a center on the second line for them in a couple years. And they've got him at 2.8 for four years. That's great for the Habs. Would that would he have those same opportunities here and would that have even happened here? I I don't think so. Colton just allows you to do more. There's more upside and you don't feel like you're stagnating this guy by putting him on the third line. You feel like you're actually giving him a better opportunity to succeed, putting him on the third line with the option that you can move him up to the second
1: line well and the thing that i like and i just thought about it, probably because other people have thought about it like he's coming from a championship team like this oh. isn't going to be anything crazy for. Him. he's played with championship expectations his entire career so this isn't going to be a like significant change for him yeah, he's, not, like, he's not coming from the coyotes he's coming yeah, from the lightning yeah he's coming from literally a team where he scored the stanley cup winning goal so it's that is funny we have two of the past three Stanley cup game winning goals on our team. Now that's pretty
0: cool. It's funny that Riley Smith was, was on the market. If the Avs got Riley Smith, they would have had the last three, three, three. three guys. Who scored Dude, Did you see time. Mark
1: stones already? Like he may not play next regular season. I'm
0: seeing a lot, right? I mean, Vegas is going <laughs> to use LTIR until the end of time and you can't get mad about
1: it. Cause it's we're doing the same thing.
0: It's in the rules.
1: Yeah. I just saw, saw that. I was like, wow, we're starting this early. He's already going yes. like to half the season.
0: Yeah, just just making sure we don't forget.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. But overall, I like the move. Um, And I just, this was like, there's probably like, what, one more thing in news when we signed that winger or that center, Um, which we can talk about because Thomas Nosek did sign with the Devils. And that was a player that both of us were saying like, hey, we could get this guy and he'd be a really solid player. And of course, New Jersey has to snag him. New Jersey's building a fucking monster, dude.
0: New Jersey, New Jersey is gonna be a scary hockey team. I don't yeah. know all the way this year, but this this is a good looking hockey team right now. Where they've probably had the best off of anyone. Oh yeah, I would say pretty easily. I would say too. But it brings up the question with the abs. Like now with Colton signed, you know what the number is. It's four million bucks, and you've got two point eight left in salary cap right now. They're not just gonna not spend it. They're, they're a team that always spends the cap. They're in their contention window. So even when um, Myers eventually signs his contract, because he's still an RFA they have to take care of business with, that's not going to be more than 800000 900000 So you're still going to have probably $2 bucks still to spend. But a lot of these options are starting to, to dwindle pretty quickly, where a guy like Thomas Nosek, is off the board and a guy that we really liked and thought could work at four C you're starting to run out of some options here. So I think it's fine to, to reintroduce this conversation again of like, well, what are we going to do?
1: It it's Paul Stastny or bust at this point.
0: It's starting to seem that way. It's like, it started as a joke, but if you want a four C it's like Jonathan Tays, not going to play Paul Stastny at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's Stastny. I just don't. Ben Myers still needs to be signed, but I don't know if I'm comfortable with Ben Myers as the 4C. Like, I'm cool with Ben Myers being like the 14th or 15th forward. I'm fine with Ben Myers
0: earning 4C. If yeah. he goes out into camp in the preseason and is a stud and earns 4C, awesome. I don't want that to be the plan in July right now that we're just going to trot Ben Myers out there for 82 games. But you look at the center's left, Bergeron's going back to Boston or retiring. David Craychie's going back to Boston or retiring. Jonathan Taze is probably retiring. Eric Stahl is 38. And then P.S. Souter got put on waivers and went unclaimed by, I think, everyone. Left. Was it Suter that got put on waivers last year? Or am I thinking of someone else? Are you thinking of Ernie? Probably, but yeah. Suter was not put on waivers last year. Yeah. I, see, this is why I'm labeled with misinformation, because I just come <laughs> here, I come on here and lie sometimes. But Suter could be an interesting option. He's one of, like, eight options left. But after him, it's Derek Brassard, our old friend, Paul Stastny, our old friend, and Derek Stepan. Derek dude,
1: Broussard is one of the greatest Puck Dooku players of all time. That dude has that, some answers for so that, many teams. That
0: dude puts up triple doubles <laughs> he Does do. Puck Dooku. Every time. I love him. He's
1: great, but it's not a great market left. And would Paul Stastny be interested in coming back for like a a final year? I mean, I I don't remember in Carolina if he did anything important out there. I mean, he scored the game winning goal, the series clinching goal in game six against the Islanders. But he could be a solid depth option. I I just fine. I mean, it's his point
0: totals took a bit of a, a drop off. Um, last season, it, even then, it wasn't that bad. Two seasons ago with the Jets, he had 21 goals and 45 points. This year in a pretty significant bottom six role with the Hurricanes, he had nine goals and 22 points. I think there's still some upside that you could get more yeah. than that from Paul Stastny, but even if you get that, it's a 4C. For a 4C, that's pretty good. But also, Stastny doesn't have a lot of foot speed anymore. No. There are deficiencies to his game, but like, let's be honest with ourselves here what else do you want when yeah. you when you're at july 20th when we're recording this there's not a lot of guys left unless you are planning on myers or foodie or someone else like that ps sutter could be an interesting option because i don't see them going after eric stall and broussard would be really funny but it's kind of the same thing as Stasny. you know you just you're not expecting much at that point. It's a guy, or do you have a pulse and a warm body? Great, your fourth line center.
1: Because honestly, like the more we talk about it, I think they're going to do Foodie or Ben Myers, and then spend that last two point three is what they have, just two straight around that. Two straight. I think they're going to spend that on another winger.
0: Yeah, but even then, on the winger side, it's like is it Danton Heinen, Nick Ritchie? Are you making a trade?
1: Yeah, I mean, the trade's definitely a possibility, but I don't know. It's going to be – that's really the last bit of news we have going forward.
0: Yeah, but it's the last thing that we really have to to talk about because you can argue that with the 2.8 they have right now, they need another center, they need another winger, whether that's third or fourth line, and they're still reportedly in talks for another defenseman, whether who that could be. That's just as much up in the air as everything else. I think that's enough because a lot of the guys available are going to be on league minimum contracts. Right. And once you, once you sign Ben Myers, that's probably one of them right there. Or even if he's an extra guy, that means you put all in the minors and that kind of just replaces that salary altogether. And it's a wash. So
1: you're still going to have
0: that money to, to sign those spots.
1: You are. So it's, it's just annoying because I want it to be like done and finished right now, just so we can start previewing it. But I, I really think Stastny is going to be probably my favorite option left. I really wanted sec dude. I really yeah, wanted I Nosek. So. I mean, and he, you he, see what he signed for, and it's like we could have done that. But also, he probably wanted to stay on the East Coast.
0: Probably yeah. wanted to stay. On the I mean, East Coast. That, that's the thing about UFAs. I mean, I'm sure they asked. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, the player decides where he wants to go, and you're not going to know if the Avalanche offered him with a contract or not. Maybe. Teams like the Avs or the Bruins or other teams offered him 800000 And the Devils were like, okay, we'll give you a million. And he's like, great, I'll go to New Jersey. Sometimes it's just like
1: that. Yeah, and I can't blame any free agent for wanting to go to New Jersey because New Jersey is going to be fucking awesome. So I really wanted Nosek. I think he would have been a perfect fit. But I think Stassi probably my like best option left.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Sutter. I think he's uh, at least yeah. a younger guy. He's 27 compared to Paul Stastny, 37. Yeah. But Pius, I don't know.
1: plus that name's awesome. Puse. Yeah. Puse Sutter. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like that. I like that a lot. But I'm, I'm going to laugh so hard when they just make a trade and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, Connor <laughs> like, McDavid. Love yeah. Him. Sweet. And, and Edmonton's retaining 85% of the salary. <laughs> yeah. We actually got him for free as a favor future
0: considerations future considerations because <laughs> joe Sakic is calling in a favor on yeah. Ken
1: Holland. he probably would at this point
0: but i, I would be worried about yeah. uh, Sakic holding leverage over anybody <laughs> but overall we'll
1: see um i think that's pretty much it for abs news
0: yeah for abs news at least i mean Colton's going to be interesting. You're just kind of waiting to see how they're going to fill out the rest of that roster. But even like we saw last season, they didn't do that until like mid-August yeah. with ben Rodriguez. And they're waiting to see if one of those guys falls through the cracks. Maybe that is a guy like Stastny that you just throw in the fourth line center and he's fine. It gives you enough old face. People know him, retires, doesn't have or something like that. Easy sell. Easy sell. I would take that all day. Yeah. And it's interesting that Tarasenko is still a free agent. We haven't heard anything about Bergeron. Yeah. I'm, assu- I'm assuming Bergeron's just retiring, right?
1: Mm, I'd say it's still 50-50. I
0: mean, if if he doesn't come back... Boston's screwed. Boston, I mean, they only signed Morgan Kiki to shore up their center depth. Yeah. Are they really going to throw Pavel Zaka right into the, the fire of replacing Patrice Bergeron? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what's going to be tough, man. I, I think I think they would have done more if they didn't have a feeling he was coming back. I agree, honestly. I mean, it's so hard to go
0: out after that, right? You yeah. have that great season. You got Stanley Cup on your mind, and you blow a 3-1 lead in a Game 7 overtime. That If you're Patrice Berger, like, that's got it. You can't go out like that, can no. you?
1: You can't, but also, like, you can't have a better regular season than they did. So I could see why he retired, but he's still at the, like his offensive game may not be there, but he's still the best defensive forward in the league. Like right. he still brings something to the team.
0: But right. like you're in conversation to, to rename the Selkie, the Bergeron and even yeah. still the guy had 58 points last year. Yeah. Like It's not like he's just a, a fourth line, pure defensive center. He's still like one of the best centers in the league. If not just for his defensive impacts alone, and yeah. still had a 27 goal season
1: last year. Yeah, he still can do it. Like I, I hope he comes back just because I like watching Patrice Bergeron play hockey, and he's like the only player on Boston that I don't despise. I mean, I like Pasternak. Pasternak's not bad. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully he comes back. Krejci is more interesting. I just love like because I'm in like year three of my NHL sim, and both those players are still playing. And like David Krejci was on the Maple Leafs and Patrice Bergeron was on the Panthers.
0: Yeah. I love when they get, like, <laughs> UFA and just completely like take that stuff out of account. Like you get to like certain points where it's like, Ovechkin's on like the Oilers. Yeah. Crosby is just like, I like he's with like
1: the sharks or something. It, Matthews was on the Kings. Yeah. I love I it. I was, was like, okay, you know, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, not a lot else going on in NHL news we're truly in the dead of summer uh so there is it it was a a player's birthday today probably by tomorrow by the time you listen to this or yesterday jesus my brain's melting uh peter forsberg turned 50 which i feel like i thought he was a lot older than 50
0: yeah it kind of feels that way with a lot of the the older abs you forget that they're not like 80 (laughs) Yeah, it all feels so long ago
1: yeah he's only 50 um His highlights are always one of my favorite things to watch. I I just wish the NHL would get to the point where they could make like all the highlight videos in HD and it's like, just get to that point because you watch it and you're like, Jesus Christ, 20 years ago, the NHL cameras were dog shit. (laughs) It's crazy. But honestly, one of the all time legends for the abs. And I think he still is one of the biggest what ifs, because if that dude stays healthy, Is there a legitimate argument that it's a debate between him and Joe Sack of who the greatest Av is of all time?
0: I think it would definitely be a debate at the very least. I mean, Peter Forsberg, his talent is special, like just flat out. I mean, I think if he is just going through his career completely healthy, like we're probably, you could probably have the conversation, like, could this be one of the most talented players to ever do it?
1: He, I, I just think for me, he is already, but it's just the injuries killed him man and because i'm looking at his stats right now he finished only playing 708 games finished with 885 points like he easily would have been a thousand point player and he would have crushed that yeah i mean he was just so good dude like the year they won the cup he had 30 goals 86 assists 116 points He got a spleen fucking taken out in the middle of a a playoff. He played game seven with a ruptured spleen, which is just crazy to think about.
0: Like in in genuine, insane person stuff. Yeah.
1: Insane person. And it's just, it's, it's kind of sad. You look at his career and it's like his first year with Quebec played 47, 82 with the abs in the first year, 65, 72, 78, 49, 73, 75, 39, 60, 40, and two. So his body just broke down, man. And it's, it's crazy.
0: Like, you look like he missed an entire season, came back the next year, scored 106 points, won the heart, and won the art. Ross
1: is it kind of Michael. funny that he, he won it's that Michael. with like, 29 goals? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, he also had 106 points. Pretty yeah. Good right
1: yeah. It's just, I really think that if he, I mean, even if he like, Plays in, like, those last couple years, if he plays, like, 65 games, I think he gets to a 1,000 points. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But... You can almost, like, just with how good he was, you can almost, like, give him, like, an honorary 1,000 points. Because, like, yeah, he definitely would have hit that.
1: Yeah, he would have. And, like, dude, his shooting percentage was actually crazy. Holy shit. Second second highest in Avs history. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Like, you just... You forget, like... When you look back at those old Avs teams, like, obviously, Joe Sackett gets remembered because he played his whole career with the abs and you look at Peter Forsberg. He, he was a a salary cap pain in the ass at the end because we had to get rid of him. That's why he went back to Philly, but man, I, I wish, because he was my favorite player growing up. I fucking loved Peter Forsberg. He, He was so good. And my dad actually has like the original Peter Forsberg Jersey for the abs when they first came out in like 96 and it's still a cherished possession of his. He won't let me have it, which, it's okay. I'll get, it, I'll get it eventually. But uh, he he is one of the greatest players in franchise history, and he could have been even better if he could have stayed healthy.
0: Yeah, just one of the biggest what ifs. I I'd put him up there as one of the biggest what ifs in NHL history. He, Who
1: else are your other what ifs
0: then? Well, I think Mario Lemieux is number one. Yeah, yeah. He missed what healthy. two years? He missed two years. Had literal cancer and other injuries. <laughs> if that guy stays fully healthy. There's a real chance that number one is a lot more interesting debate between him and Gretzky because you already have people making the argument that, like, Lemieux might have been better, but oh, he just... dude, he was so good, man. He came back the season, he had cancer and won the
1: Rockets. You yeah. don't do that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, he gets, I wouldn't say he gets forgotten, but it's just one of those things where you're like, man, what it's, would the gets... gap be closer? Between I him think and it Gretzky, would
0: be significantly closer because right now it's like it's a very clear pep- pecking order that's Gretzky number one and Lemieux is number two. I think if he stays healthy, at very least you can have an interesting conversation. Yeah,
1: I gotta look up Mario Lemieux stats, keep keep stalling because he, uh, how many points did he end up finishing with? A lot
0: more than humanly possible, basically. Mm-hmm. And he played until 2006 as well. He finished with and Jesus Christ, bro. In 915 games. 690 goals, 1,033 assists.
1: Dude, he had 199 points in a season. That is crazy. And you know what?
0: I bet he's so pissed he didn't get 200.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you he is. Yeah, that's a really good what if. Because like you said, like you look from after 97, he takes those three years off and he comes back. He he, because Gretzky has what twenty seven hundred is what he had points yeah. wise. Yeah, I don't. He wouldn't. I don't think
0: he would have caught Gretzky's ridiculous no point total. But, but he would oh, definitely hit two thousand. He oh he would have hit two. I think he probably would have hit like twenty five.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. Like it wouldn't be as big of a gap as you think as it is now. Yeah. Because what is it that even if you took away all of Wayne Gretzky's goals, he'd still be the highest point. Oh, yeah. in, in assists alone, he has more than anyone has yeah. points.
0: Yeah. Stupid. Jesus like, just ab- dude, like absolutely ridiculous.
1: Could you imagine if this was happening now where players were scoring? I mean, McDavid's the closest we're ever going to get. But could you imagine a player scoring 199 points in a year? Uh, no. No. Not I mean. Anymore. Well, hang on. Change it. Do you think that COVID shortened year, if they actually played a full 82, do you think he could have gotten it? Well, what did he finish with in that season? Like 105 in... 64 or 63 i guess yeah
0: because i want to that was 2020 2021 right yeah 105 points in 56 games but you gotta remember he was playing just the terrible canadian that is that is true so division sucked and even the teams
1: at the top didn't have great defense and he i think he could have if they played the full 82 i think he could have gotten close to it Because he was putting up like four points a night, dude. It was ridiculous. He was
0: playing out of his mind that season. It was absolutely ridiculous. And even this year, 153 points in today's NHL is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Do you think
1: anyone ever gets past that besides him?
0: Someone eventually is going to be able to do it. I mean, we'll see what Connor Bedard ends up being. I don't think he's ever going to hit 153 points. I think McDavid... He he could realistically hit 160 this season.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, spend go back to it. So you have Lemieux as another what if. What's another one? Because I'm struggling to think about it, man.
0: I Lemieux and Forsberg just are the ones when I think of what ifs that Im- immediately come to mind.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a what if, because it's tough. Because like I, even the guys you like Eric Lindros maybe like if he didn't have the concussions, what could he yeah. have been?
0: I mean, I think Crosby's an interesting one too. When yeah,
1: Russians. Yep, yep. Crosby could have been because he's bounced back, but he missed a solid two years in the early he, 2010s, right? Like, he missed like a very
0: significant portion of his prime, where you probably could have saw him putting up McDavid-esque numbers, maybe not 160, but probably in like the 130 range. Like he missed like the prime of his career.
1: Yeah, because I'm looking at it. Yeah, he played forty-one and twenty-two and thirty-six in a three-year span.
0: Yeah, like he missed very important stretches in his career,
1: and he still has fifteen hundred points. I hate like, I hate that I like Sidney Crosby's growing on me now. Like, he, he's still annoying, but also like you have to appreciate greatness. And at this point,
0: eighteen years in, and he's barely missed a step. Like, yeah, you know, there's I mean... no there's no fluke. About he it, just
1: right? had one of his best seasons, and he's thirty-five
0: years old. Isn't that great. He just had one of his best seasons, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah, like that is just if that is not an indictment on Ron Hextall, I I don't know what is the fact yeah. that you had Crosby and Malkin perform at the level that they did last year, and you didn't make it. You yeah. should not. You should not only have been fired. You should have been fired out of a catapult out of Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, because was 0708 the the lockout year. I
0: I think know. so. The the lockout season was before his time, the time. You mean the one that they canceled entirely?
1: No, 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 the one that they played half the season. That was 07. Oh no, that, okay. oh,
0: no, that was like 2013, I think. I, it was the year the Blackhawks won.
1: That oh, yep, 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 you're right. Yep. You're right. I'm looking at it right now. He only played 36 in that one.
0: What was that was that 13? No, that was That was 13. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, he still put up a point per game. He was 41 points in that year. Or 56,
0: excuse me. 2012-2013, yeah. He had 41 points in 36 games.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Crosby's a good what-if. Try to think of, like, another ab that you can think of a what-if. Oh, do you remember – oh, this is going to drive me crazy. I can see his face right now. Peter Morrell? Morrell? Oh, yeah. He had terrible concussions, and he came from Arizona, I want to say. And he was sick for a couple years, and then he just kept getting hurt. And I wonder about him.
0: Um, I think Honestly, I, th- I think we're good on this yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, I-, I could go on for hours because I could think about it. But overall, happy birthday, Peter Forsberg. Weird that you're only 50. I thought you would at least be like 56, 57.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's so far before my time that it's just like, wow, only 50?
1: Yeah. Can't these He's guys just- are not like – 70 dude, 80 at how point. weird is it gonna be when fucking it's like nathan mckinnon turned 52 today and we're gonna be like holy fuck we're getting old man
0: see i feel i feel that way at 22 i feel like i'm getting old i can't imagine like 30 years from now.
1: oh dude that's gonna be so weird but it's uh it's truly truly the off season now and oh, yes, yes i is. i am i am very intrigued to see how the rest of this off season goes, by the way, have you watched just cause we got a little bit of time. Have you watched the bear on Hulu? I've seen clips. I have not sat down and watched. dude. Them. It's good, man. It's good. I've been watching it lately. That's a pretty solid show. I I've really enjoyed it. I'd watch that one. Um, obviously you're working a ton, so you, you probably don't have as much free time as I do. Uh, and like, dude, I keep trying to go to NHL network to find stuff to watch. And there's just, they aren't, NHL network could do so many things. I feel like with games like old school games, and they always play the same four.
0: Yeah. They play the same four games. They show the Rangers Stanley cup documentary, at least that's how,
1: years. you know, we're truly in the off seasons when that yep. starts. Popping Honestly, up like six times. it's
0: just like, Oh, it's that time of the summer again that we have to watch this Stanley cup from now nearly 30 years ago. Now,
1: well, bro, that was the year I was born. Let's not get fucking crazy with that dude. I'm almost 30. Um, No other team has won a Stanley Cup In that time Dude you know what's going to happen when it's their 30th anniversary of it We're going to see it twice the amount of times
0: Yeah which is we're just going to act like That's not really sad
1: <laughs> yeah, It's not really sad <laughs> Oh dude I, we haven't gotten to that point yet But we're going
0: yeah. Imagine yeah. being in a Stanley Cup drought Like yeah. to suck I guess
1: Yeah fucking losers man We're going on one year and it's just yeah. crazy Like I don't know like Yeah that would suck so but I don't think I have anything else, man. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Mulgan goes Oh to, yeah, I forgot football about football.
0: that. Yep. Morgan I was surprised. I was thinking like a few days before he signed. I was like, really? No one wants Dennis Mulgan right now. But he goes back to Switzerland on a five year contract. I mean, we don't know the money or anything like that. But one of the things that I kind of forgot about like Dennis Mulgan's a big star in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. So he's probably getting paid. He's going home. He's got security. Good for you, buddy. Honestly, like go, go do some rockstar shit down there and just go. It was kick One of ass.
1: my favorite players from last year.
0: Yeah. Just a guy that came out of absolutely nowhere was a favorite, like running joke for of like a month or so. Cause the guy physically could not put the puck in the yeah. net. If like, if you made the net the size of a semi truck, he would still find a way to miss. They finally got one and he finally started scoring a little bit more after that and didn't hear much from him in the playoffs. And now he's going back home.
1: And you know what?
0: Good for you. Good for him.
1: Yeah. It's a bummer. I, I like Dennis Mulgan a lot. was one of my favorite players, like I said, from last year. And it's just one of those ones where I bet you he got a lot more money than the Avs were probably offering. Because I guarantee you the Avs offered him. Yeah, I'm sure they talked to him. Yeah,
0: I think one of the reasons that they just didn't go and qualify him was like the arbitration thing right. was still a threat and probably would have cost him a, more than a million bucks. But like that's the thing. I think they were offering him probably $900,000 and probably other NHL teams were like, yeah, okay. I'm going to play hardball, $950,000. Yeah,
1: and he's probably I getting know. like $1.5, whatever. What does yeah, they get paid? Switzerland. Swiss. <laughs> <Yeah. Big laughs>
0: Swiss dollar-y dues. I don't know. Yeah. They get paid Swiss cheese, but like even if he's making less this year, he says he's a five-year contract. Right? He's got security. He's going home to probably friends and family and a a a country that frankly loves Dennis Malkin. I bet he's about to have the time of his life out there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So good for Dennis Malkin, man.
0: Yeah, absolute victory for him. Could not be happier for him, and don't have to see him in another jersey because just like you. I liked Dennis Morgan. I I, I, would, I would have liked to see him come back. I thought there was something there with him, but at the end of the day, Dennis Morgan goes out and he gets himself a nice bag back home. Good for you. Not every not everything has to be defined by success in the NHL. That is an absolute win for that guy. Good. For well, him. you can argue he did have
1: success this year in the yeah, NHL. He did. He's, you can he can say he, he did. Has scored multiple ten goal seasons in the NHL yeah. at this point. It's a lot more than like ninety nine percent of the world can say.
0: Yep guys awesome yeah i wish them nothing but the best but other than that i think we're just about set to go
1: yeah let's let's send the people on their merry way
0: absolutely so again thank you all so very much for tuning in to another edition of the teledabs it is podcast on the hockey podcast network remember to change your passwords because they are on the prowl right now it's very least add like a i don't know like a question mark at the end or some add another number change some capitalization so you don't get hacked like i didn't have to go into scramble mode for the next little bit but who knows maybe you'll have some luck and they'll sell some laptops in your name or something unlike me but even still thank you for tuning in use promo code teledabs it is on SeatGeek for twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more if you want to follow us on twitter these are us we've checked you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go Abs.